Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Merge Boot Podcast. Seems today that all you see is Survivor on Paramount Plus and podcasts on your phone. But you better be ready. I'm Joel Edmiston. I'm Cody Crane. We want to talk about... Yeah. Yes, welcome to Merge Boot. Come and see what awaits you. Survivor 43, episode 9. Survivor. <laughs> uh, yeah, mimicking perfectly Jeff's new accent he discovered. He's Yeah, that's the new come on in, guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's not just us to hear, uh, today. We also have a guest here, uh, Rob Schulte, for the first time. Welcome, Rob. Hey guys, thanks for having me. This is very exciting. I don't think I've been this excited since the last time I went to Applebee's. <laughs> in Ajax, Ontario, of course. Of yeah, course. You went to our only one in Ajax. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, or the only one in Yucca Valley, which is where I'm currently living. <laughs> is there one where you are right now in Yucca there Valley? There is. Only one, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I, I feel like uh, you're in the states. Uh, they they got to be everywhere there, right? Yeah, generally. I just recently moved to a smaller town, and so I'm, I'm used to having the choice of at least two Applebee's I can go to. <laughs> but there's only one Applebee's. Is there at least an Outback Steakhouse that you can go to for the surprisingly no uh, Outback Steakhouses? Did you, um, I forget how many seasons ago it was, uh, but they did have the like shark tornado drink or something like that. Did you uh, go and run out to get that one? Uh, no, it was on the list for quite some time, but I never made it there to get one. Damn, Jeff needs to work harder at selling it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we get we haven't had an Applebee's this season yet. But I, well, we don't know who made those peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, though. <laughs> The open-faced peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Yeah. Yeah, it was a DIY PB&J this week. Yeah, well, they didn't have the gracious uh, employees of Applebee's there to build the PB&Js. I will say, when I eat peanut butter, it's always pretty DIY for me because I usually only eat it with an apple or a banana, and I do it bite by bite. Well, I mean, if you're making it at home, it's DIY. No, but... (laughs) I I guess what I'm trying to say is uh, I never do it like I never make a sandwich. Like oh. I do it bite by bite. What what do you mean? I apply, bite like bite. I bite the the apple then I put the peanut butter on and then I take the bite of the peanut butter piece and then I put more peanut butter but on if I apple. want. It sounds like you're eating an apple with peanut butter. That doesn't sound like you're eating a PB&J. Yeah. 
No, I know it's different, but that's the only time I eat peanut butter. <laughs> yeah, that's a deconstructed, thing. deconstructed yeah. PB and J for sure. Are not involved in PB and J. The only jelly I have in my house is red pepper jelly. I don't think it would go well. Well, technically, that's a J. It is a J. <laughs> I'm also a J technically. <laughs> wow, um, mm. Rob, let's talk about your uh, Survivor uh, history here. Uh, how long have you uh, been watching for? Well, uh, I think like most people, I was. Full bore, like originally, like when it first came out, it was like mm-hmm. family viewing. Uh, it seemed like such a such an exotic show, you know. They were eating rats and all of that. And then I fell off around the time the one woman was on that Rob Schneider movie, something that like Colin Haskell. <laughs> yes, yeah. it, she it was in season one. Yes. Okay. So maybe I watched a few more seasons, Mm -hmm. but uh, I didn't come back until about five or six years ago. I think I really started getting into it again. Um, And I've, I've never stopped since I started going back into the, like what was available in the streaming libraries Mm -hmm. and then haven't ever been able to completely bridge the gap, but I think that's, probably okay because i got to one season where and i think it was when they were near like the aztec temples in south america guatemala yeah guatemala that's right and then the guy was yelling about someone said he had attention deficit disorder i don't got add bro what what's she saying i don't got add (laughs) i was like i don't i maybe this is as far back as i need to go um (laughs) but i'll tell you once like i think it was david versus goliath i was just like i can't get enough of this i need more survivor in my life is that what brought you back in were you brought in through mike white i feel like a lot of people were brought in through him I wasn't actually. I think it was one of those things where uh, my partner and I, we were, you know, just what's something new? You know, I feel like we've been watching Bravo shows a lot and we've been, you know, kind of had our own like casual viewings of just our own entertainment. And then we were looking for something that we could join in on together. And I was like, you know, I remember Survivor being a lot of fun. You Mm. should, we should tune in together and i had like kind of been piecing together episodes and like tuning in here and there because i was working from home at the time and so of course you know at any hour is survivor hour at that point and i was like let's start david and goliath together we've got to do this and (laughs) it's been appointment viewing ever since so and you're you're big into uh reality television in general right like you have your own podcast vanderpump robs so you're watching vanderpump rules of course Yes. I, uh, and I, you know, I, it's one of those things where especially that sort of reality TV wasn't really for me. I think I had that kind of like, you know, maybe mental block of a dude who sometimes is just like, Oh, I don't watch Kardashians. I don't watch that sort of thing. And then I yourself very seriously. Oh yes, of course. I am. (laughs) I'd rather go to the gym. Mm -hmm. Uh, I no, want to watch then, a film. That's what the yeah. Vanderpump is. I, I'm yeah, mistaken. Exactly. It's just about you going to the gym and doing your logs. <laughs> and then, of course, I started watching as I was like cooking dinner and she had it on in the background. And I was like, wait, 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 rewind. I need to know what, what happened there. And then I realized, like, stop, stop putting up a front. Like, you like game shows. You like reality TV. And just 
go in uh, full force. Stop dipping your toe in the pool. My dad, to this day, I think he watches The Bachelor pretty much weekly. My dad, to this day, says that he hates the show and only watches it because my mom watches it. Yeah. But I think if my mom wasn't around, he would be still be watching it. Uh, I had only recently started watching The Bachelor. And I'll tell you, and it comes back to all of this, like I met someone who had a Bachelor podcast. And I was like, well, you're really hilarious to talk to. Mm-hmm. Like, I probably would enjoy your podcast. And then it's like, well, God, now I need to know what Aaron and Genevieve are doing on Bachelor in Paradise so I can follow along with the show. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, it's a, it's, you know, it's just kind of like we all have our thing, but... God damn, Vanderpump Rules is like a sick obsession for me at this point. (laughs) Yeah, you're making me, I mean, I only just met you, Rob, but you're making me think, hey, I like him. I wanted to listen to a podcast, so maybe I should start watching Vanderpump Rules. Well, you know, you're both welcome on the show anytime. Tit for tat here. In the podcast world. In on it now. Gotta catch up from from episode (laughs) one. Um, uh, Rob, what do you think of Survivor 43 so far? I'm digging it. Obviously, it's been like, what, two seasons since there's like the the shift, the slight shift. Mm-hmm. They brought down mm-hmm. the amount of days, what, they lower it by like 10 days or something. Yeah, 13. Um, 13. Wow. Almost two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm enjoying this season. I'm enjoying this season, I think, more than last season because each one when there's kind of a shift in gameplay, they're, you know, building off of what they could do better. Something that came to mind though, this season specifically, and I want to get your guys's thoughts on this. Like this may be way out there and this may be a tinfoil hat thing, but do you think that survivor producers or editors like dislike the mental health industry because I feel like, or maybe it's just a therapist that decides to go on Survivor might have a different world, but I feel like they get the worst edits, right? <laughs> so we've seen two in a row. Yeah. Uh, act, um, not, get not the best looks, or at least yes. they're just, these two in particular were very particular Survivor players that maybe weren't uh, great with the game. I'm, yeah. I still think that Ellie would be better on a second um, season than Tori would. Um, but I agree in the past, there has been therapists that have done better than them. Okay. Denise. I probably have recency yeah. bias here for yeah. sure. Um, I will but it say is, though, it has been weird that like, I don't know. It's people talking like the reality TV world, like a bad edit or, you know, maybe this producer had it out for them or whatever, but it, it feels interesting when there's one type of imp- like of, of job that also gets like, maybe not the best look on a show. And- I will say the worst, still the worst look for any profession uh, across the board is poker player. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. And the, don't the most, go don't most, go become professional afterwards. Yeah, well, uh I guess yeah, barring those people, I mean especially when it comes back to bite you in the game, a certain poker game that you played and talked about the game. But yeah. um uh Ronnie Barda being the most recent uh um 
Well, his first boot because he was such a big threat as a poker player. Yeah, Brockton Ron himself. Wow. So let's get into the episode. So we start, we get back to camp. And so Cody and I were talking about this before we got on Mike, but last week we were discussing how Cassidy voted for Ryan. And, you know, Owen must have been brought in on the vote on Janine. But this week, Owen is very upset that he was didn't get his way and he was and James lied to him and all this stuff. It's very confusing how this all worked out. He ended up voting for Janine. I guess the main thing that he's upset about is James telling not telling him the vote and he had to hear it from somebody else and him like coming to James as a guy as like a, a as like hey you can tell me if Janine's going just tell me it would be better if you told me I think him like shedding the game and saying hey I won't be upset just tell me and that's what P- PO'd him and that's what like I don't know because I texted Cody last night saying, I think we got it wrong. I think last week we were talking all about how Cassidy voted for Ryan. I think we must've got it wrong, but I look back. No, we were right. I think we just Cassidy shows her vote. I think they're just hoping that we forget that like, they don't have to explain that. No, no, he was explained that he, that uh, Janine was going home, but he's mad about the James thing. I think it was just easier for them to make it seem like, Owen had been blindsided, I guess. The editing was just a bit wonky at the beginning there. I totally agree. Um, I think that also there's this, you know, there's a thread in like most reality shows that when like someone's holding a grudge, it doesn't matter what actually happens. It's like, I'm just pissed at you. Yeah. And so when there's a reason for me to vocalize that, that happens. And I think it's interesting here because we do start off the episode kind of with this like explosion between James and Owen. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, it doesn't explode right at the beginning. Uh, that's it, true. It's, that's it, true. It's, it waits. That's what I like about the episode. They give us like mm-hmm. little, and, and they gave us breadcrumbs last week, but they just start with the breadcrumb of just like, Hey, do you want to talk? No. And he walks away. And another breadcrumb we were given at the beginning, near the beginning of the season is Owen saying that he's a curmudgeon. That's true. <laughs> this wasn't it paid off this week. Yeah. He couldn't hold it back any longer. Yeah, he was trying to hide his curmudgeonness. But in the funniest, I'm skipping ahead of it. And the funniest part about that is, is that I identify so thoroughly with Owen at the tribal council where he's like, yeah, maybe I was a little bit, um, I'm sorry, I, I did raise my voice. Maybe I shouldn't have. And then, but then James gets back with him and then Owen just starts arguing again. Like he never, like as if he never oh, yeah. apologized. <laughs> oh yeah. It's like, you just know how to like, you want it to be over with. Yeah. But like the moment that person like just continues to fan the flame, mm-hmm. you're just like, no, okay. You want to keep it going? I'm yeah. ready. Let's bring it on. Cause I have a lot more to talk about here about the exact same thing. It was, uh, to be honest, it was endearing for both of them. I think I, I, I was, I was unsure of how James felt about it because he seemed very surly going out of the game, but his final words, he was like, I had a great time. I wouldn't, take any of this away so i'm like okay so we did have fun so yeah i, I, I felt it was yeah. like an endearing thing that they both sort of were just arguing it was like a really fun argument but yeah. i was i was also kind of like nervous that it would be like get like ugly and nasty outs but i think it was all game well i've been watching like i've been seeing a little bit of like the like survivor facebook groups and what they've been posting oh and god uh, well, that's your first mistake well i don't typically seek it out but it was popping up 
And I was kind of surprised that people have been like considering James like the villain of the season in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. which I wasn't really picking up myself. Yeah, I I never really took James as like being painted as a villain, but I have and I think it's more over the last like maybe three episodes. Yeah. James has been more like trying to call the shots. Like he's usurped the Ellie situation where you think that you have more control than you actually do. And I think that's just translated different in how he's communicating because just to go back to the argument with him and Owen, like James comes back to keep saying, you know, like, well, you wrote my name down twice Mm -hmm. and Owen could have just so simply said, you know, yeah, and you told me to write down Ryan, and I did that. Can't you see that maybe I was working with another team that told me to write down James? Mm-hmm. And I'm trying, you know, it doesn't paint Owen in the perfect light, but at least it's not like a vengeful voter. At least it never seemed to me like Owen had some sort of like, like, I need to get James out, but yeah. James is taking it as such. Yeah. But personally, I, like I see it from both sides. Like I see why James wants Owen out so bad. And he like, and I think especially this vote, I think because of the argument and because he was hearing the right things from the right people, he had the blinders on so far that he didn't see a blind side coming. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I guess that's what the blind the blinders help with that. I, I mean, I think um, the credit uh, has to go to Noel for that. Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, oh, yeah. Sorry. But, but sorry, we'll get to that. But I just, I, I want to bring up this uh, James Villain edit thing to go backwards on that. I think the past couple episodes, uh, we see the perspective of Cassidy last week, Owen this week, heavier. And last week we saw a lot from Owen being sentimental and this and that. And then we, and then all we hear from James is I want Owen out. And last week we saw from Cassidy, I don't want another girl to go out. Why can't we get a guy out? And then we hear from James, no, we're getting the girl out. You know, we don't see it fully from his perspective from the other end. It's just, it, we just see him being the foil for who we've heard from as an audience. But I know like, we know like on the Island, he obviously was not being an evil man out there. Yeah. Um, uh, but I wonder if that has to do with like double elimination, this like, like leading up to knowing that we were going to have this episode that has two tribals that are going to take up half of the episode. If that like in editing, it's like, well, we kind of just got to hit the spots to tell the story Mm -hmm. and that, Oh yeah. I mean, totally paints people into the characters that they want to be shown for Sensational television. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and isn't it funny? I may, and maybe there's other rivalries happening uh, pre-merge and post, uh, but the two big rivalry, rivalries left that we have seen ended up coming to a head on the double tribal council. They're, both rivalries are put into the two fi- uh, rivalries of five. We had Cassidy and Ryan, and then James and Owen, and then it just all explodes. And the <laughs> options were both the people in those rivalries. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Which was very unique as well. I think it was, a, I, for that reason, I think this is one of my favorite episodes of the season. Yeah, I mean, I, it, it was also a double, uh, like like you said, Rob, half the episode was all tribal council, right? Which mm-hmm. makes it immediately 
very interesting. Like we're we're there in the in the mud, so to speak, <laughs> at the halfway point. Like we're and we're just riding in that moment the whole mm-hmm. time. Sorry, I cut you off. You were well. We were going to talk about Noel. Yeah, but I mean, let's uh, break it down here from the start. Uh, from the start. Of, from the start. Uh, we get the challenge and everything like that, and we we have the people split up, and the split is uh, Cody, Ryan, Jesse, Cassidy, mm-hmm. and Gabler, and then we have James, Carla, Sammy, um, Owen, and Noel. Owen and Noel. Yeah, we, uh, immediately I was like, okay, well, so long, James. <laughs> I was, but uh, but I I saw oh if Carla Carla and James and and Sammy working together like I didn't I I I I I was thinking that it, that oh, I was so long Owen. Uh yeah I guess I guess it was a possibility but Sammy had been looking to change the game <laughs> yeah for the last uh, two episodes That's or true. so so it it really seemed like he was gonna yeah go in a different direction and then also. Yeah, on the other side, I was thinking maybe it was Gabler's time, but we got... Uh, right, I, I wrote Ryan, and if not Ryan, Gabler. I didn't see the Cassidy thing coming. No. But uh, um, let's talk about this challenge. I don't think we've seen this one before. Holding a bar... Like, they're holding it underhand, this bar, holding, like, a contraption up so it's it's pushing a ball to the top of a slide, and if they lower their arms down a bit it falls down a slide but they can catch it it's interesting it's not too far off from other things we've seen but it's, i guess it's more of a rue goldberg it's it's a very specific i mean um it's a very specific part of your bicep too that isn't as commonly like worked on mm-hmm. so like for everybody it's almost i think a bit of an even playing field unless i i mean like probably like ryan's a like bodybuilder yeah you're the bodybuilder so maybe you should yeah Yeah, i was gonna say since i love the pump uh (laughs) i was gonna say no i i thought this i i'm a little let down by this challenge okay especially for it being such a like ceremonious like double elimination like we're saying double immunity um you know when they do the the puzzle that was invented by someone on survivor that's like you put the ball in the top and it spins around and you have to grab it and Mm -hmm. then put it back up there i was thinking at first when i just got the first glance of this one that this is like a larger version of that um Mm -hmm. you know 30 seconds later it was you know crushed but i would have hoped that that there would have been something like the one fall i felt was almost too easy like still great episode still great tension still it didn't ultimately matter in the end but i would have liked to have seen it be a little bit more of like a z where like the ball drops once and then it can you have like one more chance to grab it rather than like two seconds to grab it and you may not even know i don't know i think that's a good fix i think it's a good fix too long though (laughs) but it, it i mean i like seeing some variance in the in the challenges but not this wasn't enough variance for it to be that much more entertaining. It's still just stand in one spot and don't let it like something lower or, or something fall or something like this. It's and it it's it's not much different. Well, and it did kind of remind me of the body weight challenge we got a couple episodes ago, where you know yeah. Gabler gave his oh, speech yeah. for the troops. You know, yeah, exactly, kind of the same thing, just reversed. And, and, but we did get 
I mean, it was saved by Carla somehow pulling it out, yeah, winning that her. with her hurt hand. Stitches. Holy shit. And then, like, whatever position she had to do to do it, like, more power to her. Like, I don't know how that helped. It looked so uncomfortable, but damn, she did. She pulled that off. I yeah. got, I have a, I have a cut at the back of my gums right now. I don't well, know what it's a hard from. time with that challenge. Then. No, oh, well, yeah. I was, I was mouth no sour candy. I did mouthwash this morning and I was like, Oh my gosh, I feel like Carla right now. <laughs> really? I, it, hurt, I, it hurts so bad. Oh my God. You yeah. need to get stitches in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I also Cody winning on the other side. He finally um, made up for that uh, high school wrestling moment. <laughs> yeah. God, I, I always think of that. Ever since he brought it up, like the entire time, I just think about it. Just it felt and so out of character for him, you know. This so guy out of that character, is... and you guys, I don't want to like rehash conversations. Yeah, so oh. Let's bring. I'm already getting fired up. <laughs> I care about absolutely zero things that happened in high school. Yeah, and I think I talked to zero people from high school. Now, granted, everyone, you know, different walks of life, whatever. But to think you were on Survivor and and are like, God damn. Now, you made a good point in that episode that like state can get you into college, can help with with uh, scholarships and such. But he didn't say that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like Gabler had time to talk about, you know, a whole family tree of people that he's helped. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And Cody's just like, God, I just wish I would have won the state wrestling championship. I wish I would have pinned that other man. I may not have been an elevator salesman if that's yeah. the case. Now, nothing to shame that. Today was the first time I actually read the Chiron where I was like, dude, I thought you were like a fisherman or something. But uh, it's so I, funny because like he seems to be the guy that loves life the most out there. Yes. Least likely to regret. Yes. No regrets. Also, did someone say something about Cody peeing all over the camp? Yes. In this episode? <laughs> yeah. Yes, Cassidy. I guess I get it. Was it Cassidy? Owen. 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 He uh How is that not someone on the list of voting out? Like <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe he's not pe- peeing at the merge camp, but he is like saying to people, "Hey, just so you guys know, back at the Vessi camp, I used to pee everywhere." I, I peed in I'm the well. Gonna, I'm not going to do that now. Or Noel might have told them too. They're like, "Oh yeah." Oh, I just thought of something. Jesse was on Bessie, <laughs> and Noel that before. Noel went to the well. Wow. Okay. Noel at the well. And Ryan. He Ryan. Got, uh, Ryan be uh, crying now that he's ooh. out. Yeah. Thank God you mm-hmm. pulled me out of that hole I dug for myself. Um. <laughs> But yeah, I just think any sort of uh, any sort of um, uncouth bathroom moments just skyrocket you up the list in a group living scenario. Well, Owen also has urine on the brain because when he gave that lovable curmudgeon um, monologue, he mentioned that he looked like he peed himself. Oh yeah, he'd so rather that, pee himself than pee around the camp. Okay, that so. Cody. Yeah, he wants his pee, not Cody's pee. Yeah, and all I wanted was a PB and J. <laughs> there you go. Um, so 
a moment that I wrote down that I was wondering if it would come back up, but it did not, is when Owen uh, is like, oh, I'm going to fall. And then Sammy says to him, don't worry, I got it. As if, yeah, like, well, I, I, so, okay, thanks, man. I don't give a shit. Like, like you got it. But also he didn't have it because he lost well, to Carl. He didn't have it, but I think it was because he didn't want James to get it. Was James out at that point? I think, yeah, James went yeah, out first. I, I believe so. so. Maybe they didn't want Carla to get it just in case with an idol. We still don't know if they know about Carla's idol. Right. Yeah, and... I have to believe that they have to. Like, I just feel like, did anyone talk about beads? beads yeah. You know, like that just has to be a conversation topic. But I wonder if Owen is also just like so curmudgeon-y that he's like, anyone who says anything to me about I got this or I got you, like when James did it, like, yeah. it's like, no, don't placate me. I'm mm -hmm. at least going to attempt to get the idol here. Yeah, it's rather condescending. Yeah. Yeah. Um but uh that plus Carla that they 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 reminded us two or three times during the challenge that Carla had a hurt finger. Mhm. Mm and I was like, "Oh, then they wouldn't remind us this much. They'd just cut that out if we didn't if Carla wasn't going to win. So I just kind of predicted that Carla would have won because, <laughs> because of how much they reminded us that yeah. her, of her adversity in this challenge. Um, so good for her. And yeah, Cody wins. Why don't we take a break? Quick break. Yeah. And then we'll get into the uh, tribal council. Yeah. All right. We'll be right back. Okie dokie. I don't remember who we heard from first, but I guess we can just go and we can just talk about all the content we got from each tribe. Um, in we'll we'll talk about. Um, let's talk about the the Ryan tribe first because I think we'll have less to say about them. I, it was a little less interesting on that end of things, and then well, there's more to chew on 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 yeah. the James side. Yeah, because that was the side where it was determined on the James side what the vote was going to be on the Ryan side, and then that ended up not being a thing, right? Yeah, so, yeah, so, I mean, ultimately what we heard, I thought was, it was basically Jesse and Cody running the table over there, mm -hmm. but they they decided that we're going to wait to see who got voted out, and I, and I thought that they said if James is voted out, we'll vote cast yeah, yeah. The opposite. but they did the opposite which when i heard that i thought that didn't make any sense whatsoever mm -hmm. i because if too. james gets voted out you need casty as a number because it's like what the hell is going on over there anymore yeah yeah and and you will like if if the if the idea is to not piss off carla uh, carla is probably going to be pissed that james is going to be out even if she did vote him out um Unless, unless the, she had been talking about it and we just didn't see it. But uh, like with Jesse and Cody, I mean. I, I think that with Cassidy, she was saying to um, Cody and Jesse, and they did a good job bringing Gabler in. Now they have Gabler, mm -hmm. free agent Gabler with them rather than Gabler being with like Sammy and Owen. We, I mean, you never know with Gabler anyways. I think we got yeah. some next time on stuff with him that was pointing towards Jesse and Cody that he was targeting, but might be a smoke screen, but yes, might be. Uh, but yeah. So I, I think that Cassidy 
without James is going to be more loyal to Cody and Jesse anyway. I, I, I think that was the right play for them to get rid of Ryan so he's not winning all of the immunity challenges and they stand a chance. Yeah, especially then, this this late in the game. Like, you, you can't have, even if he is a free agent, like, his strength is going to, like, could take him to final three, potentially. He's also a loose cannon free agent. Like you think knows? you think that Ryan is a, is a loose cannon? I think that you don't. I think he focuses so much on fishing and everything that you have no idea where he's going to lie. Yeah, but he says, "Here's what how I'm going to vote." Now I'm going to go fish. <laughs> yeah, but I don't trust it. He puts it all on the it. table. Yeah, he puts it on the table. That but what he puts on the table might be, hey, I'm gonna vote Jesse. Now I'm gonna go fish, and he's stuck on that. My only can't thing, talk to him. I don't think that he's maybe as strategic as you guys think. No, I don't think he's strategic. I think he's a loose cannon. You don't know what he's gonna say. You don't know where he's gonna go. Who's he gonna team up with? Well, and also like you say, yeah, we're gonna vote whoever go fish for three hours. And then within that three hours, like I've had to have 10 different conversations and things have flip flopped uh, a million times. And now I have to find the time to talk to you, Ryan, about why we either are or are not doing what we discussed two hours ago, three hours ago. Mm -hmm. And that time may not be there. You know, James might be following me around camp and I don't get to then, clean up what happened and that you just conveniently were able to be like, guys, I caught 22 fish and that should keep me here. It it ultimately doesn't matter because I, I mean, we'll see next week, but I think that Cody and Jesse made the right choice, but I, I just think that a guy like that is kind of useful on Alliance. Like somebody who kind of like gets out of the way and you, I mean, I mean, kind of maybe you kind of have to make a decision, make him think that it's his idea, but I think for the most part, I don't think that he's that much of a liability. I don't think he's don't that think much of a loose cannon. You get a lot cannon. of private conversations with him, though. Like, no. do you get with Cassidy? You have a chance to be like, "Hey, are you?" I don't know why I'm Carlin? defending him so much. To be honest, I, I don't really. I don't. I don't. Well, feel too I think we're, we should unpack that. Actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's on your fantasy. I think team. we need to do a fucking uh, uh, Instagram yeah. poll about it. Yeah. Ooh, that's a great idea. <laughs> um, no, Is, I just think that, like I think that. When someone is difficult to work with because they work on their own schedule, mm. it becomes more like, let's just, it's easier for me to talk to someone like Sammy or Jesse, who I know is actually like here and in it. And it just becomes more of a hassle to know you're just going to be like, okay, and go off for hours on end. Mm-hmm. I guess we should also talk about how Ryan's, um, uh, main strategy this week was to put all the clams in his bag. And say, if you vote me out, you don't get to eat these clams. <laughs> Everyone loves a threat. Um, <laughs> I just, I don't buy it. I don't buy the, the food issue. Like I know that everyone's hungry, but I feel like I feel everyone goes, well, I always have the chance of catching fish or the chance of winning a reward or the chance of doing something. And that overpowers like some veiled, like I'm taking all these clams with me because Mm -hmm. then it's just like, is this someone I want to work with? Is it someone who's going to be like hoarding things? And, and no one, I think at the end of the day, they also know they are not going to perish on this Island. So that's not, 
a tough. And thing. ultimately, you you have Ozzy is somebody who's been voted out many times, and every time he gets voted out, he says they can't vote me out. I, I'm the one providing, and it's like, yeah, but people don't care. Somebody no. else will fish. They'll get food other ways. Someone will sneak the rice. And I feel like that sort of uh, indignance is like the way, the the reason that people don't like Ozzy most of the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. well here's a question for uh, the two of you. Would you rather spend time with Cassidy or the guy that smells like stinky old clams? <laughs> Good point. Um, I, I will say, I think that Ryan seems like a nice guy and I would love to have a coffee or a beer with him. He seems like a good guy. Yeah, there is clams in his bag. There's one thing that Ryan did, though, that made me go, oh, is this is this Ryan? And that was a few challenges ago when he was teamed up with James mm. and they lost. Yes. And Ryan, like, after it's all said and done, he, like, Grabs James and he's like, "You need to be looking at me in the eyes." And yeah, that it's was like, insane. Well, we've already lost. Yeah, and it's like, and it's not as if they're going to be working together again. It was still an individual exactly. challenge in the end. <laughs> and I kind of feel like there's that. I was looking for that in Ryan episodes past because he is. I don't want to say he's too nice. He's probably a very nice guy, and he's probably easy to get along with. But when you hoard food. You use it as a leverage tactic. You're also a little too intense in some challenges when the intensity is over and done with and doesn't matter anymore. Mm -hmm. Like those sorts of things I bet get peppered in throughout the stuff we don't see, which is probably makes a vote form a little bit easier. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, I think that overall though, that side made the right decision. I think that was the right decision for all of them. Maybe not Gabler because it did seem like Ryan seemed like the one willing to <laughs> work with Gabler. Post, yeah. yeah. Post merge. I was like, Oh, Gabler and Ryan are like a big duo. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> like it seemed like, Oh yeah, they're, they're going to make it far together. <laughs> I would have loved to have seen a like alternate universe where Gabler and Ryan came out on top like a couple episodes yeah. ago and started running the show. That would have been hilarious. I do want to bring up that we got a Cassidy backstory close with her brothers. Sister Finally. passed away. Yeah. yeah, sister passed away. We did get a lot more. I mean, Cassidy has been more featured, I would say, over these last few weeks Yeah, in a way that's making me suspicious in like an Erica kind of edit. I would oh. guess more of a Lindsay. You think so? I think that we've been getting... I think this is around the time we got Erica at Harvey's. Sure. Uh, well, I mean, she went to exile and we got the we got the Harvey's on exile. Oh, right. Do you know about Harvey's, Rob? I do not know about Harvey's. So this is just something we talk about on our podcast. I'd love and, to know. Because Erica, um, they flash back to... In her flashback package, that she was in an indistinct... Um, uh, uh, fast food restaurant, but we as Southern Ontarians recognized it as Harvey's mm -hmm. and we confirmed it as such when we interviewed her. So we were very excited. But Harvey's, Harvey's is a big sort of uh, Canadian burger restaurant. I am very excited to do my research after this. Do my own research. It's, it's kind of like our Applebee's. <laughs> yeah, so. Oh, okay. Great. Yeah. Um, it's, it's actually maybe more of a, is it Hardee's that you have? 
I've got Hardee's and Carl's Jr., which are essentially the same thing. Little less decadent than those two. Harvey's is almost like a burger version of Subway, where after they cook it, they go down the line of toppings. Mm -hmm. Oh, I am on board with Harvey's. Harvey's is great. Harvey's is my favorite burger fast food-wise. I'm going to need to cross the... uh, Boundary waters. Yeah, get over here. Hang out with Harvey's. us and Erica and Marianne and all of the Elmer. <laughs> Marianne recently been getting some TikTok fame. Not that oh, she really? needed, but what like, for? Uh, apparently there was a, a post that went viral because some guy just DM'd her when she said the type of man she likes, and now they're dating. Oh yes. And, I did know that story, yes. And I guess she also just, there's a Maximum Fun podcast, The Adventure Zone, with the brothers McElroy. And uh, yeah, yeah. Apparently she's a huge fan and was like featured on their Instagram the other day. Oh, wow. Yeah. It seems very in line with Marianne for sure. So uh, I, let me ask you this as an American, uh, were you thinking. For this season, thank God they didn't have any more of these uh, Toronto contestants that are winning every season. Let me tell you, I had like marks on my wall with my knife that I was just (laughs) like, how many more? No, Uh, it honestly is one of those things where like um, I get so invested in like the quirks of the characters that I forget where they're from. Most of the times, Uh, I always keep thinking back. This is just one thing I want to bring up when we were talking about Casty. Like, she was, she didn't get, like, she got a lot of talking heads, but it was like, you know, kind of just bridging the gap. Yeah, yeah, narration. Like, it reminded me stuff we already knew, but most of the time. But it reminded me of the season, and I, gosh, I really wish I remember the woman's name. But like, she, like, we didn't get anything from her for like seven episodes, no talking. You didn't get clips of her speaking to anyone. And I was like, how does this get past anything? And this was like probably 12 years ago, survivor, but it happens a lot. I'm still, I'm wondering who you're talking about, but yeah, I might be able to remember it. I'll have to look at it. I remember she had a mullet, but that's it. Um, yeah. Was it, was it Lindsay from season 30? Maybe. Let me look. Uh, sorry, I'm doing my internet research. I wanted to, I thought of something we were talking about, how there's no Canadians on the season. Maybe we need more information, but who do you think is the honorary can, or most Canadian-like person on the, on, the, on the show this year? Most Canadian-like person? Whoever wins. Yeah, whoever wins is the most Canadian-like person. <laughs> Clearly, um, yeah. I'm trying to think of like Canadian personality traits. It's it is funny that uh, the two Canadian winners are under the radar winners. <laughs> like, don't piss anyone off. <laughs> and uh, well, Marianne was polite, pissing people off near the end a bit, but uh, at the even, start too, at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Who was the woman who wanted to save the chickens? There was that. That was Wendy. Wendy. Yes, yeah. Wendy. Not an honorary Canadian, but just in terms of pissing people off. Yeah. Uh, Denise Martin is who I was talking about. Denise Martin. From, uh... Oh, and she and... Like, Trey Long. Oh, wait. Uh, Survivor China, which oh, is its own oh, uh, I'm ecosystem. trying to picture this person, but yes, okay. Um, okay, so let's get back to the episode a bit, and I guess 
this is this uh, this this who's the most Canadian is maybe the most is is a uh, interesting thing for us to track through the season. Yeah, I guess I could take some people away. I w- I think James is not. Yeah, James isn't. I th- I think that because he's just a, a bit uh, him and him and Owen showed themselves to be not Canadian tonight. <laughs> let's just say, um, um, but let's let should we move on from the Ryan tribe and go to the James tribe now? Yeah, I guess we should uh, head on over. Okay, so we get. I think the main thing I first want to talk about is how Owen goes to James and says, so who are we thinking? And then it almost immediately gets into like, it's like he's going to him almost with an olive branch. And it's just like both of them sort of know what this conversation is going to be. It's as if like, uh, you know, when you're, when you're like already pissed off with somebody, but you like kind of want to like be like, so how's your day? Mm. All right, now let's get into it. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like you have to like, just start the conversation some way mm-hmm. just in case it's not how you think it's going to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was, that was really tough. I, it's interesting though, because this feels like one of the first times where like the veil has been dropped, like not even in terms of a television show, but in the terms of just like get p- players in the game, just being like, I'm not even, let's just cut to the chase. You know, and it's done so in such a way that like is so much better than when like Boston Rob forces everyone to just sit at camp so they can't talk. You know, mm-hmm. this that's like a breaking of the wall that is just not entertaining to watch. This was yeah, a yeah. breaking of the wall where it's like, cool, you know what show you're on. You know what he's trying to do. You know what the other one's trying to do. Let's fucking go. <laughs> it was I mean, it was sort of like a like a blow up we don't see back at camp much anymore. Uh, I, I, maybe it's cause they're like so unfed underfed, but I don't know. Like I was thinking like Sandra versus Johnny, Uh, I can get loud too. What the fuck? You know, I was, I was trying to think back to big blow ups like that a lot. It happened a lot on the early days when it wasn't as strategic, but in this game, in this modern era of survivor, there's so much sort of like, strategy going on that you don't want to piss anybody off like that you don't want to have you don't often get so emotional like that that you're getting so angry at someone like that it was it was fun to see yeah it it, there's so much like chess being played a lot of times that like it's a nice respite to see people just be like show their emotion, like what you're saying, like show how they're feeling and just talk it out. Even, you know, damn the consequences. And, you know, ultimately it ended up working and I know we're getting to the Noel part of it, but like the Noel part, you meaning when she asked if anyone wanted papaya, (laughs) (laughs) which I thought was so funny. It reminded me of like, I don't know, like a roommate, I guess it, it was exactly that situation when you're like the roommate that, does his dishes <laughs> and yeah. like they're your two roommates are arguing about the dishes and it's like, Oh, well, do you guys want some pound cake? <laughs> or, or like when, sorry, I just, same analogy though. It just reminds me yeah. of being in college and there'd be like the one guy who like does everything and wants to just sit down and like smoke pot or something. And like mm-hmm. two people are arguing and he's like, bros, we don't have to do this. Yeah. Let's just sit here. But Noel eating the papaya 
straight, just like biting into the Oh, yeah, it was raw. I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) I loved it. Yeah, this is definitely... uh, We're getting more, like, character stuff this season. We When we started... um, this season for the podcasting, one of our wishes was more character stuff and everything like that. And more uh, kind of moments like that. And this, this season's really delivered on it over, uh, especially compared to the last two seasons. And I think that what it's also delivered on is that out of all of the people we're getting kind of more of an even edit where like, Mm. I mean, maybe the one that was the weakest might've been like Cassidy for a little bit, but like we'd been talking about, it's She's funny, Cody. Cody too. is Cody has sort of taken the Cassidy, um, uh, like edit post merge. Oh yeah, Cody had a big. I thought you were talking about me. <laughs> no, no, not you. Like, um, what? <laughs> well, I guess we saw more from Cody this episode, but it just I guess the more interesting was stuff was on the other camp, so we, we didn't. Well, see we were front loaded with Cody. Yeah, that's for sure. We we have started to calm down with Cody, which brings me to my prediction later. But uh, I still think I don't think so. But uh, um, I so let's get into. I think the interesting thing about this Noel move with the steal a vote is that it's two. It's almost three of the new era advantages. Um in conversation with each other. So she's lying to James saying that she's going to steal Owen's vote. So he doesn't play his, so he can't play his fucking, um, what's it called? Uh, Oh, a shot in the dark shot in the dark. I I wanted to say do or die, but, um, uh, so, um, but she's lying so that she's lying, but she also goes ahead with this plan but ends up voting for James. But the reason she's putting all this smoke screen in front of James is so that he doesn't play his knowledge is power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Which so- I had to look up again, specifically the knowledge is power because there was a, a debate on our, in our household on is the knowledge is power just telling you that the person has it. Or do you also get to take it? And you, get to take it. you yeah. do get to take it. Um, mm-hmm. But if someone holds it in their hand, like is already like getting ready to present their, not the knowledge is power, but like their idol or anything, uh, you can't play the knowledge is power. Okay. I read an interview with Jeff Probst before. Right. Yes. He, he clarified this week yeah. about that. Um, it's well, it's funny. Like the knowledge is power twice has been, has been voted. People have been voted out with it in their pocket this season. And it's I just, the, yeah, it's the MTV new artist award. You know, it, it's a death sentence. It like has not been able to play correctly. And I, I was so going to ask me, I, I, gonna, I go on, go on. Sorry. What were you going to ask? <laughs> Well, I was just going to say, like, this goes back to when James is like, yo, I got when James said, hey, guys, I got knowledge is power. You know, I've got the knowledge is power. I've got the knowledge is power. And it worked at the time Mm -hmm. for him to be saying that. But now it just totally hindsight. Perfect. Yeah. But like, yeah, shoot him in the foot. Yeah. I mean, but like, like. They think, oh yeah, he they were shuffling advantages and and Dwight got voted out with Janine's idol in his pocket. But 
it ended up not being in, in his pocket. It was in Jesse's pocket. So it, it didn't even really work out that much. No. Yeah. It just gave, it just yeah. gave Jesse the idol. Um, but overall, it seems like the most damage that the knowledge is power did this season was in Rob's household. <laughs> yes. Oh, it very much. So I'm, I'm cooking dinner the rest of the week for sure. <laughs> it's funny. I just keep picturing this one suit, uh, uh survivor. That's just like, no, 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 we got to keep trying the knowledge is power. It's going to work. Don't worry. I want to see it work. <laughs> keep seeing it. Fuck. Fuck. No, let's put it back. And in the then game. we can bring we'll back, back the, the hourglass. We'll bring yeah. back the hourglass after yeah. that. Do you, do you think that, uh, like Noel's play here, um, I mean, it was interesting. It, it was one that I wouldn't have thought of. I don't think myself, like I wouldn't have thought to uh, do that. And I debated with myself whether it was like necessary or not. And maybe it wasn't, but it did stop it from getting stolen from her. So mm-hmm. fair. I think that it ultimately was a good play. I don't think I would have thought of that either because I think in those moments, you know, you always kind of put your, Put yourself in like oh what would i do if i was here but mm. um the i didn't see noelle jumping from that group because she was in such a strong like no one no one's voting for noelle today and she, mm-hmm. you rarely get that comfort and so to see it but we're getting to that part where you're like oh shit i gotta make moves so that then people do vote for me at the end if i make it but it, this is that gray area of like, when does that start to happen? And do I want to trust Sammy and Owen? And mm. I, I wonder, I'm glad she did, but yeah. yeah. I, well, I wonder if, if something like this, because Owen was on the, I, I just, I just wonder if, if like Owen doesn't take credit for the move, but it's more on him for surviving than it is on Noel for getting out James. And in the end, I mean, all four of them that weren't James ended up voting for James, I guess, except for Owen. <laughs> but uh, like, I like, I can see maybe the heat getting off her and being more on, Oh, Hey, Carla, you turned on your alley or Hey, Owen, you survived or Hey, Sammy, Hey, you made that move you wanted to make, you know? Yeah. Um, Do you think that this was because Carla had the opportunity to stop this from happening? Do you think this was the best thing for Carla to go along with this vote? It's a couple creative ways she she could have got around it. She could have told James, and James could have stolen yeah. the steal a vote before. She could have played her she idol. Could have played it. her idol as well. I think the the most practical way would have been to just say to Sammy, "No, no, we're going, we're going to vote for for Owen." Like, no, yeah. Sammy, just vote for Owen. I think I I, I don't know, like, because I think. A lot of us, I, I saw, certainly saw on Twitter a lot of people like holding their breath when Sammy told Carla about this plan. Mm. Well, I mean, but then again, I mean, you have Carla who is Sammy went to her to tell her this, which speaks a lot about Sammy's loyalty to her and how he wants to work with her mm-hmm. or like or, long game. Yeah. Or and, if Carla has her him under her thumb. Perhaps. Or, and then she also um, clearly has a good relationship with Jesse, too. So she has other options. And maybe getting out of a duo relationship like that with James is going to lower her threat level because now there's only one duo left. Well, I do think that from Carla's perspective, when you see one of your 
alliance members or someone that you've got a connection with in a like loud argument that that makes you like take a step back and be like, Oh, now that there's this option that this person who's like arguing with people, whether or not he's in the right or not, he's frustrating other people in the group. Like this is an easy way that when we come back together as one group to be like, yeah, there was a huge fight and then I was outnumbered and I was going to get this, but this way I'm able to talk to you, Cassidy and Jesse come in on this. Um, Sammy, on the other hand, like maybe it's the hubris of being a teen, but that sort of game, like, I feel like you have to be young to take that sort of risk. Like, cause I think life hasn't like beaten him down enough yet to be like, yeah. you know, sometimes just go with the flow and it's going to be fine. <laughs> but like mentioning it to Carlo was like, you could, that conversation could have happened afterwards with very little, you know, blowback. I think. I, I, I wonder if Sammy could take it or leave it. Who went home that week, whether it was Owen or James and just wanted that like his, the most important thing to him was keeping car, like keeping Carla on his I, side. I think that was exactly right. Yeah. But I also, I think pissing off Carla would have been a bad move for him. That would mm -hmm. have been put him in the target. It's interesting to me though, is he, he is interesting to me as somebody who's playing hard and trying to keep social relationships. But I think he's a bit of a snake in a fun way. I think he's like, he's, he's kind of like a villain. But he's snaking around in a way where he's not pissing anybody off yet. And he's, always in on the vote he's yeah. been in on the vote every time and he hasn't pissed anyone's off anyone off and he's made good moves like sammy to me has to be in the discussion of a potential winner at this point which i think he is um it's pretty crazy guys, from how it started there was the one guy who i think just won a u.s election of some sort uh who a few seasons back made alliances with everyone on like day two. Oh, um, that, Adam, that, not Adam, Nick, N- Nick. Yeah. Uh, I think that really, I think that's that I'm getting that vibe from Sammy. It's like, mm-hmm. no one can really distrust him, but no one's like there. Everyone's keeping him at arm's length, but are happy to work with him. And it's very, I don't know. It's an interesting dynamic there. He's going to run into his most difficulty here in these next coming weeks. I don't think he has a ton of loyalty with Cody and Jesse, but other than that, he's going to start pissing people off. I think uh, voting against them, but he's done a good job at cooling down every fire with the people that have been outside the vote. Like he's yeah. got Owen back every single time. He's got No Noel back. He's got uh Gabler back. And he and he explains his action. He's been very transparent with them. Mm-hmm. So I mean that's interesting. I, I think that he's playing in a way of constantly putting out fires, and it'll be interesting if he eventually gets burned for it. So we got a we have a a, a message from somebody named Parker and Uh, I'll read it all later, but the first thing he says is Sammy is making his threat level high for no reason, but has strong relationships with everyone. 
I, yeah. I mean, I, th- I feel like that's sort of like, that's that uh, kind of sums it up in a way. I, I think maybe his threat level isn't out in the open yet, but once, you know, a James is gone or maybe next week, a Carlo or a Jesse is gone. People may start to be looking at a, a Sammy. And the moment he's not part of a conversation, I think mm-hmm. is when that's going to happen. Sammy yeah. has been able to be a part of most every conversation as the merge has happened. And all it's going to take is three or four people to get together and be like, Oh, Sammy said, wait, but Sammy was doing this and his tickets up. Yeah. I, I, I do think that he's not, I don't agree with him putting his threat level up there for no reason. I think that this yeah. is the point where he has to make moves or he'll get overshadowed. And it feels like this was supposed to be the episode where he makes a huge move that he was like, I'm ready to play this game. This is me. This is, I'm going to do it. And mm-hmm. really, I mean, like, yes, the Carla thing is a move, but it's, it was self-preservation, not a game changing move. But it was, it was his choice to take out James. He could have easily went with James Fair. and Carla and that's how he'd been voting was against Noel and Owen. So instead, I think for everyone's perspective that James was the guy calling all of the shots. So he took out the biggest threat, I guess, at this point. I don't know if James could have been a winner. I think that he had been pissing too many people off. But at the same time, he was the guy at the forefront calling the shots and a big name to get out to add to your resume. Fair. Yeah. Um, but that's, uh, I guess that's, did you have anything else with the tribal councils? Um, I, I, I will say it was, I do, I do, I want to fall asleep, but, um, uh, the, uh, um, the fun thing about, especially the James and, and, uh, and Owen tribal councils, that something was actually happening during the conversation in at tribal council this season. Tribal council that has been so mostly boring this year. So it was hap- I was happy to have some actual fireworks at, at tribal council. A hundred percent. I totally agree. I, it's been very cut and dry lately and I like their, I like the three hour tribal councils that feel like three hours and not mm-hmm. cut down. Yeah. Uh, there's just been a lot of cookie cutter answers lately. My eyes sort of glaze over, but when, yeah. when, Fun stuff is happening. There's there, and also advantages are being played. I, I loved uh, um, Noel talking about advantages, and then immediately being like, "Okay, so we're time, we're ready to vote." <laughs> and then pulling yeah, out like, her. I'm not. No, no time. Don't let this go any further. And it also felt like Jeff was like goading, like yeah. so. In terms of advantages, James. In terms of advantages, Noel. Like, is one are one of you going to use what you have right now? <laughs> Yeah. And then the fun uh, thing about the other tribal council was them seeing James. They all looked pretty shocked. Yeah. So the the shot in the dark really just isn't important at all or coming in. They barely talk about it. No, they barely talk about it. They don't use it. Last season, we were constantly being reminded about it, being told. I think someone used it once and it didn't work this season. No, I meant like last when. Oh, it was last season, a, a yeah. few people a used few it. People. Oh, okay. And then, but the the first season, it was around. People only used it once. But then last season, uh, we had like four or five in a row. I think. Yeah. Oh, but that's then this right. Season, there's been nothing with it. 
it no doesn't. One cares. Yeah, and he, I think as a as a just a fan, it it doesn't seem worth it. Like uh, I couldn't see myself yeah. using it. I don't like the idea. It's too much of a risk versus the reward. It's never worked. We've seen and, it six times yeah. in total, and it's never worked. Oh, the and one you would think shot. it would work once. Yeah. <laughs> Out of six, yeah. The big, the big thing is, is that I think everyone this season has been blindsided too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I want to see something else. I want to see something else in place of a shot in the dark. Like, yeah. I don't. I, I just want them that. I want the suits at the survivor table to spin that around once more. Okay. I'm going to go to sleep. Good night. Good night. Hello. Hey, uh, Rupee. It's me, Rupert. Rob, have you met Rupert before? Did, have you even seen Rupert's season? I, I have seen a Rupert season, but I've also seen Rupert on the amazing race, which yes. I'd love to talk about that at some point. With oh, it was so long ago now since I'm a time traveler. I've lived so many lives since then. Uh, but uh, The Amazing Race, what can I say? I love Survivor, but I love my wife more, and I love Amazing Race a little less. Well, between... I'm, I'm sorry, I'm buttoning here. It's just I've always wanted to ask you this, Rupert. Mm-hmm. Between Phil and Jeff, like... Yes. I just need to know, was there a different dynamic? Was one a little bit more um, standoffish? Like, who, who, who <coughs> would you invite to dinner? Well... Probably Jeff, because Phil the whole time was talking about hard as nails or tough as nails. He's like, in a few years from now, I'm going to make tough as nails and I'm going to have you on Rupert. Don't worry. You'll be on the first season. And uh, I didn't get a call. Didn't happen. Mm. Boston Rob was like a spokesman for it. Was even on it. (laughs) But it looked like Boston Rob had been paid with it through cameo to make, to make the promotion for it. (laughs) Okay. That That makes sense. Um, but uh, I wanted to come on here and talk about how I want those clams. Oh, you want Ryan's clams? I want those clams, yeah. Those would really? be good currency because I live in the middle of Lake Ontario and it would be, it'd be great currency. Now, um, Rupert, do you there. think you could catch as many clams as Ryan? Probably. What are you looking at me like that for? <laughs> well, I'm just wondering. Uh, I don't know. I just got to look at you weird. You came in here with a little bit of uh, seaweed on your head. Yes. <laughs> well, you know that I, I've been living in, in, in Lake Ontario for a while now. I feel like I didn't want to say anything, but, you know, this is my first time meeting you. I found it a little bit off-putting. But. Well, I'm... I, you may have also noticed I'm in a wetsuit right now as well. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. And I wish you'd zip it up a little bit more, but. <laughs> well, I got to let it, let it hang out at some point. You know, I just got to Fair. Fair. try out. Yeah, I didn't mention any of this because I didn't want to embarrass you, but I didn't know how to look at you without a face. <laughs> well, guys, uh, I wish I could stay for longer, but I got to go get those clams. All right. Well, have a, an amazing race to get those clams. Yeah, see you later. Hey, how's it going? Hey, hey, Tony. How are you? Whoa. Speaking Tony. of clams, do you remember the the uh, Looney Tunes sketch where uh, um, it, uh, Daffy Duck is like in a clam? He's so small with a clam and he's like hugging the pearl. He's like, <laughs> mine, mine, mine. Absolutely not. Well, whatever. That's me. I was in one of those clams. Oh, one of the clams in Ryan's Bay. Yeah. Here, here's the thing. I was, that was my spy clam. They all go to uh, what they call Ponderosa, right? And they get any food they want. Mm-hmm. 
So the clams, is he just going to, is Ryan going to put them in the water after? Because he's can't, he's not going to eat those. Hey, he's why not? He can have whatever he wants. Well, Do you remember the Ponderosa videos from Edge of Extinction where that one guy didn't shower the whole time, even though he was at Ponderosa? Who was that? I think his name was Eric. Oh. Do you yeah. remember that? Tony, you're an East Coaster, right? I'm from New Jersey. Yeah, so you're probably familiar with like clam bakes and like clam boils and mm-hmm. crab boils and, and all those sorts cake of things. Bosses. Yeah, and cake bosses for sure. Mm-hmm. I would just think that you would take those clams after you crawl out of it mm-hmm. and maybe like cook a dinner for everyone because you're a family man. Yeah, I, yeah, put it in the pool. <laughs> put it in the pool I used uh, that I, I paid for with my $2 million I won from season 40. Wow. Hey, Cops hey. are us, right? Mm hmm. Shucks are us. <laughs> uh, Rob, as a West Coaster, do you have the uh, the Cake Boss vending machines that we have here? No, but I have seen images. And, uh, you know, I got to say, I'm not sure uh, the return on investment is very viable with a Cake Boss vending machine. But I don't know. I live in one of those, so don't talk too much shit. I'm not, hey, I'm, I'm sure they make perfect houses. I just don't know. Perfect house, good bed, the red velvet. But but do you also spy on people when you're inside of one of those? Yeah, well, I, I can't help it sometimes. I'm a people watcher, you know. <laughs> the the uh, It's the Eaton Center Spy Shack is the uh, cake boss mm-hmm. vending machine. Anyway, I'm going to get going. See you later. Oh, wait, but Tony, before you leave, um, now that you're here, uh, we didn't ask. We forgot. Rob, who's your favorite player of all time? I think, Tony, you might want to hear this. Mm -hmm. Oh, my favorite player of all time. Uh, One second. I'm going to look up his name. Wait, maybe you guys can just help me. Who was the wrestler that was on David versus Goliath? Oh, uh, Johnny Johnny Mundo. Mundo. Yeah, Johnny Mundo. I don't know why. I just, I really liked Hollywood Johnny or what a Johnny Mundo or whatever his other wrestling George Bushy name is. Tushy. George yeah. Bushy. It made me think like, what if uh, mankind in his prime would have been on Survivor? <laughs> that's that's what I like, Johnny Mundo. But I think like just hero or David versus Goliath just offered a lot of uh, un un uh, unexpected. Uh, alliances. Well, and Johnny yeah. Mundo's made made good sense. I mean, the cast. All right, of I'm going to go. Lotus is in that season. That's I'm true. Sure. That's true. It's me, Joel. I'm back now. Oh, you woke yeah. up. I didn't even see. Sorry, leave. you set that alarm. <laughs> All right, so let's get into um, predictions. Cody, who do you, who's going home next? All right, week? predictions and pop of the week. We doing pop of the mm-hmm. week last? Yeah, we'll do the second, and then oh, we have good. a couple messages from people to read. Oh, okay, but yeah. Uh, predictions, I will say that I'm predicting that they're going to be, uh, we saw on the next time on, uh, a lot of names floating out there, but I think the one that's not a red herring is the last duo left is Jesse and Cody. And I think that as far as challenges go, Cody's the bigger threat level and he also pisses everywhere. So I think that they're going for Cody. Got an idol. Yeah. I was originally going to think Cody. But I think Gabler's gone next week. I think Gabler's going to piss people off. And, so, uh, yeah, I can see something like that happen. But here's my prediction. Final eight, it's going to click into position. A four versus four. Carla versus Jesse. 
And then, Ooh. and then Jesse's going to play his idol for himself. Cody's going to play his idol for himself. Carla's going to play her idol for herself. And then, uh, <laughs> um, Abler goes Gabler home as well. Okay. Yeah. A roundabout way to get to Gabler as well. But I don't know. Maybe something like this is going to, I've been, I, I've been predicting a Jesse versus Carla thing happening. And now, Final eight is a perfect time. Four versus four. I think that Ali Gabler is going to take a big chomp at a Cody and uh, send this guy back and mm-hmm. send him without a leg and he'll have to use Noel's. <laughs> wow. Um, Mahalo's. Uh, uh, so let's get to pop of the week. So, Rob, this is where who do you think the main character of this episode was, basically? Um, I think it's going to have to be James. Like, yeah. you know, obviously, well, maybe not obviously, but it seems like the, the, it could have been Noel for the, the, the game move and it could have been Owen for surviving and the conversations. But I think between Owen and James's blow up, James had a lot of good points and really had like established himself in this like godfather like position, if that's what you want to say. But also, it was a blind side. And sometimes with the blind side, you are the pop because he, he, it was this close to him not going home. I think, mm-hmm. I think it was edited to kind of look not necessarily edited, but even though it kind of looked like he was going to be him going home, I do think the right conversation could have spun that. So I'm saying James. Interesting. Yeah. I, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go Noel because I think that this is, um, I uh, I think the play was very interesting. I think this is probably the most interesting Noel's been to. Um, so it stood out a little bit more for mm-hmm. me. Um, but yeah, I, I think I'm going to go Noel this week. But I understand the James, too. I would say it is a split between Owen and James. Mm. Maybe they just shared the episode a bit for me. Two but, sides of the same geode. Yeah, maybe. Oh, geocache, geo, geo. Um, uh <laughs> Um, uh, but yeah, Applebee's. Yeah. So I'm just going to read a couple messages we had from this week. So Parker Rickson says, first he says, I hate to say this out loud, but I hope Gabler wins. And then he says that (laughs) thing about Sammy. Then he says, Ryan is this. And he's saying this before the episode airs. Uh, Ryan is the worst player left in the game. Could be taken to the end as a goat. If they ignore his challenge ability. Well, I think Gabler is the goat of the game, but no offense to Parker. I would, I, I still predict that Cody is the goat, but um, Carla is a queen. Her threat level is a little high, though. James and Cassidy could be a second in command winner, flying under the radar, though Cassidy has a better chance as she is more savvy. Well, we saw that happen tonight because James is gone. Cody is exciting and actually a decent player. Owen has a decent social and physical game, but it's overrated, in my opinion. Uh, Jesse has the best chance to win, in my opinion, has an idol and great relationships. Noelle's on the wrong side of things right now, but a good character. Well, she's on the right side of tonight or last night. And then he says, Gabler, Gabler, Gabler. And then he says that he wants to come on the show because he wants to talk to Spider Rupert. Oh, wow. There there is a uh, a iteration of Rupert back in the day where he was turned into a spider by a witch, I believe. Wow. I mean, uh, Spider Rupert's always lurking, too. So, Oh, and uh, we have another... This pertains to something we talked about at the beginning of the uh, uh, episode last week. 
Um, <laughs> Chili says, um, I'm sorry, I'm with Joel on the fantasy stuff. I like the original episode you do because it's a fun cast assessment, but beyond that, I don't give a frog's ass what you do. I almost didn't read that because it, I we don't have to reiterate that conversation. But, I yeah. I did um, also get a message about the thing that was um, I, I they said I usually agree with Joel, but on this. I agree. What was what's the point of doing a fantasy episode if you can't talk about fantasy? No, that was I, I am okay with talking about fantasy, but as long as it doesn't take over the conversation, especially at the beginning of the episode, because maybe new listeners are listening. Hey, listen, I think that we let uh, Rob decide and his word is gold. Well, thank you for putting me in this very strange position right now. Uh, we we don't have any off mic conversations. That's <laughs> totally fine. Uh, I'm going to go with you set a timer and then you move on once you see yourself getting heated. But mm-hmm. although it being a you know everyone's episode or every episode could be someone's first episode, I think any sort of heated discussion shows a new listener what the dynamic can be. And that'll keep them coming back for more episodes. If they like it. (laughs) Well, that's true. But if they don't (laughs) like that, they're sorry, guys. They may not like the rest of the episode. (laughs) I guess you're right. I want to say, Rob, thank you for coming on. And uh, people should check out Vanderpump Rob. Rob's. Yeah, yeah Vanderpump Rob's on the Sonar Network. Hell yeah! You guys are you guys are breaking news here. I'm not even sure if Sonar has officially announced it yet. So amazing! Well, you can go to sonarnetwork.com. You'll be able to see every episode of Vanderpump Rob's as well as ours. You'll see a full profile on Rob with direct links to his social media. He's an amazing podcast producer. Uh, all over uh, so many podcasts including team coco insane uh amazing uh guy and thank you so much we'll have to have you back on again yeah thanks guys i'm i'm down to talk survivor at any time ever so this was this, this is, is a great. fun discussion so thanks for coming on rob glad to be here thanks guys um and uh yeah and you can rate reviews this is me talking to the listeners not you rob <laughs> not telling you to rate review and subscribe you used um, to tell our guests that yeah well back when we were first starting out and we needed uh, we one one extra subscriber meant something but uh um uh yeah rate review subscribe and uh follow us on social media and uh, we love you goodbye this podcast has been brought to you by the sonar network If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.